Welcome back to another episode of the Between the Tackles podcast. Joined here with Jason and Aaron. What's what's happening, Jason? Oh, it's good, pal. Glad to be back again to do another one. Good feedback from the last one we did, so hopefully we can do as good a job as last time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good feedback off a few people in here. Didn't, didn't check the ratings on it yet, though, but time enough for that, isn't it? Uh, what do we have today? Uh, today, I think we're going to be covering the schedule and what we think would be good games and exciting games to watch, stuff like that there. Yeah, good matchups in that uh, for the season ahead. Yeah, no bother. Uh, should we get in it, will we? Uh, before we start, what do you reckon, uh, COVID jab? With the NFL, obviously, the NFL and NFLPA agreed on the COVID. 19 protocols for the 2021 training camp and pre-season. When was it? Last Wednesday? Yeah, it uh, was last week. Yeah, and then they released, obviously, a statement for what vaccinated and non-vaccinated players can and can't do. Yeah. And it was a massive difference between what vaccinated players can do and unvaccinated players can do. Yeah, I think that was the whole reason for that, Aaron, is they're obviously trying to force players to get the job um sort of i'm i would be against it uh of free will and all that but i think the whole reason for the restrictions is to push everybody to get vaccinated i think i think the number is 85 percent is it of the yeah. roster yeah so uh I'm, I'm in the same boat as you like uh i've i've no issue somebody wanting to get a vaccine I personally probably wouldn't get it myself just at the minute, but no, neither would I. I'd never, I, I'd never uh, make an assumption on somebody to get it or not. Like it's everybody's free will, but I think yeah, the NFL is trying to make a strong push, probably trying to persuade players into getting a vaccine because uh, it's. I personally think it's ridiculous because of uh, the numbers crazy. Uh, I think people should be able to make their own decision without feel, feeling pressured by the NFL. No, I agree, yeah. So, if you, if you look at it, uh, so 32 teams, I think, need to have an 85% vaccination compliance for the upcoming season. It's a high number. A massive. High, high number. So, obviously, when you're in training camp, mini camps and that, I think your roster number is set at 90. And then you need to, after yeah. pre-season games, I think you need to cut that down to 53. So... Let's say 85% of vaccina- vaccination within your team means 45 out of 53 players have to be vaccinated, uh, basically only allowing for eight roster spots for non-vaccinated players, which will basically be, be taken up. Them eight, eight spots will probably be taken up by superstar talent. Yeah, I'm just thinking as you were talking, how do you allocate them eight spots? Well, I, do, I, do they go yeah. to superstars? Yeah, I think so. Well, let's take let's take Tampa Bay Buccaneers, example. Tom Brady. If Tom Brady doesn't want to be vaccinated, there's never going to be an issue because he's Tom Brady. Yeah, true. But uh, I think the only the only, uh, the only problem with that is players lower down on the depth chart who aren't vaccinated uh, are not going to make the final roster and will result in losing their job, basically. Or on the flip side of that, they'll be pushed into getting it. Yeah. When maybe maybe that's not what they feel comfortable of doing. Yeah, no, I agree with you there. Yeah, I think it's it's I'm against it and especially on the basis of what you're after saying, it looks like the lower 
players down the roster, down the depth chart, if they don't comply, they'll be basically shipped out for somebody that will, and somebody will lose a job that then can't, you know, obviously, <clears throat> the, the players from lower down are, would be very similar to anybody else that's walking the streets, the mortgages and everything else to pay for. Families to look and after, families yeah. look after, they don't get the big money that the yeah. big boys get. And, and, and it, I think it's, I think it's probably, I'm not saying it's worse, but it's probably going to be prime for younger players, let's say undrafted rookies, or even rookies that was drafted late in the draft. I'm not saying your first round pick, but them players, they're, they're, they're starting out their NFL career. There's, there's vets there that might not want to get vaccinated, but have made their money. Were, yeah, they, were, these, were these rookies basically, this, this is their job. And they they will get that job yeah, just they, to pursue a career in the NFL. Yeah, so I think it's ridiculous in that. Obviously, listen, it's a it's a shit. It doesn't doesn't surprise me though, Aaron. That's, no, that's no, the NFL. No, National National Police League. Yeah, yeah, that's but, uh, all about the money. It is, it is. But I, uh, probably enough on that uh, because we can get down a rabbit hole in that all day and talk about that. But uh, it was always going to happen. Yeah, but probably. I I I didn't think they would have set the bar at 85 percent yeah, yeah, because that, that's number. massive. Uh, that's a high number, but that is obviously I don't know the ins and outs, but that I would imagine Aaron that is so high to comply with government, government and everything else, so that the NFL get the money. Yeah, and as I said, it's and all about their money it's and the money, their yeah. sponsorship. They would need to have a high number for everybody to be signing off and saying, yeah, yeah. okay, let's go. Yeah, and then, yeah, I, I agree which, with that. Which is the yeah. unfortunate part for, for players that obviously don't want to get it. Yeah. But uh, I, I also seen their Wednesday, I think Adam Schefter or something put up, he released the rules for travelling and some of them was all right. Obviously, like weight rooms when you're lifting, 15 players max for unvaccinated where you can as many vaccinated stuff like that you don't mind but it's the i think the one that was the biggest was a uh, team traveling so let's say pre-season games yeah team traveling uh, uh unvaccinated players can't leave their hotel room at all at all unless yeah. it's for a team game, game oh. practice or meetings where the unvaccinated players are allowed to meet up go to restaurants and join family so it's a it, it's very extreme yeah which is which is making a big push towards people getting it well, i think we can honestly talk about that all day but we'll move on will we uh, obviously nfl schedule was released there a few weeks ago it's looking good so it is but we touch on the strength of schedule first maybe yeah and then we get we'll flow into the actual schedule that's coming up uh, stuff we like so uh, I think we were talking last night, me and you, about strength of schedule. Like, uh, what's your thoughts? Do you think you can base somebody's or uh, a team's see upcoming season off the strength of schedule, or do you think it's an idea or of what they could look like, or is it a wee bit overrated? Uh, I would probably lean towards the last two. Yeah, it's, it gives you an idea, but it's probably overrated. Yeah, because I, I, I think the Steelers have the hardest schedule, strength of schedule, but. You'd also think to yourself, if you can see how that would be an idea that makes sense, because we said in the last podcast that it all depends on Big Ben. And, and, and how he <coughs> does, yeah. Again, with the strength of schedule, it's going off last year's win percentage, win percentage yeah. against these teams. Now, if the Steelers start good and the other teams start poor, 
should end the strength of schedule it's irrelevant it's irrelevant yeah you can use it to sort of guess what teams are going to do or how good they're going to be yeah it's just a, it's, a, it's an overlooking and I it is overrated uh, because it's obviously it's last year's win percentage that's not taking into consideration teams getting better yeah. teams getting worse injuries Injuries, so obviously good teams underperforming, bad teams overperforming. So it doesn't take into consideration that. And like an example of that for me, and I've been waiting to diss the Packers for a while. So obviously the strength of schedule, schedule it does matter a bit, but if you go back to last season, uh, I'm critical of the Green Bay Packers. I think I've said it to you multiple times and yeah. a few of the boys in our uh, fantasy group chat about the Green Bay Packers. A lot of people got in the Green Bay Packers bandwagon. He, he hates Aaron Rodgers. Unbelievable player. I'm just not the biggest Aaron <laughs> Rodgers fan. But No, but if you look at the Green Bay Packers, uh, they were blown up yet last year and probably overrated, right? Now, they finished number one seed in the NFC last year at 13-3. and three. Uh, yeah, I understand. I'm just going to ask you why? Why? Why do you think they're they overrated? overrated. They, yeah. they got to an NFC yeah. championship yeah. game. Yeah. So yeah, this is what I'm going to talk about. Yeah. So finished thirteen and three last year, which was what five wins ahead of the next team in their division. Yeah. So Packers at thirteen and three, and then second place was Bears at eight and eight, Vikings seven and nine, and then the Lions were fourth place at five and eleven. So the Packers, based off Clinched number one seed, first round by on a thirteen and three regular season record. But if you look, if you break down their schedule, now they had an average strength of schedule going into last year. Yeah. Mid tier wasn't high, wasn't low, but if you break down each game individually, they only had two wins against teams with a winning record in the regular season last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the Saints and the Titans. And if you remember back to last year, the Titans game was a blizzard in Lambeau Field. Yeah, which, which is Green Bay, which suit, yeah, suited Green Bay. No, I take nothing against them because they yeah. had destroyed the Titans. But two out of them 13 wins was against teams with a winning record. They got a lot of hype. Yeah. Got the number one seed and a first round bye. They then faced the Rams in the divisional round. Yeah. Against an injured Jared Goff. And Aaron Donald was on a snap count in and out of the game. Yeah, bad ribs. Just obviously the the score didn't reflect the game because it was thirty two to eighteen, but that was a closer game than you think. They pulled away at the end, and then obviously they went on to lose uh, at home to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which that score doesn't reflect that game, thirty one to twenty six, uh, because Tampa Bay was all over them all game until Tom Brady's three. Second half picks yeah, straight away, yeah. and then obviously it ended with the fourth down call, which they didn't elect to go for. So honestly, like my opinion on the strength of schedule is that it's a good indication, but it's very overrated because on paper, Green Bay's schedule was very easy last year when you look at who they beat. Yeah, but at best they were a nine and seven, ten and six team, but had a thirteen and three record. Yeah, but see, I know where you're coming from, and I agreed with you because I said at the start that it gives you an idea, and it is slightly overrated. But I think the Packers too. If you if you're going to use the Packers as an example, I don't know if it's the best example because the Packers have a lot of talent. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of a lot of them wins. I know you might say strength of schedule and everything else, 
But if you have the better talent, you do win most of the games. So I know I do. I, I agree with you. It's it, it gives you an idea and it's overrated. But sometimes, you know, if teams are hyped, if you're saying the Packers are always overhyped, yeah. it's because they've gone back to back NFC games. The, the, Aaron Rodgers is the one of the yeah they're in the playoffs a lot. Aaron Rodgers is one of the better quarterbacks, probably a top three quarterback. People might have him number one, depending on their preference. But they're always, always in the playoffs, and they're after coming off back to back NFC games. They're always winning that division. They're always too, winning. Yeah. So it's hard if you're going to use the Packers. It's hard to see. Yeah, yeah. But no, I agree with you. The slant of schedule. It's it only gives you an idea an because idea. it doesn't take into consideration what happens. From week one to week seventeen or week eighteen now, with with the new addition of an extra yeah. game. So uh, obviously the strength of schedule there uh, will run through the teams. Yeah, from, just obviously this is from, this is based off the hardest win or strength of schedule right through to the easiest. So number one would be the Steelers, which is the hardest yeah. schedule. The Ravens, Bears, Packers, Vikings, Bengals, and Lions. Raiders, Browns, Rams, Chiefs, Seahawks, Cardinals, Washington, Texans, Chargers, Jags, 49ers, Jets, Patriots, Saints, Bills, Colts, Giants, Panthers, Broncos, your Broncos, yeah. Dolphins, uh, Bucks, Falcons, Cowboys and Eagles. So NFC East has an easier strength of schedule this year, obviously. Yeah, I was just about... I was Divisions, uh, obviously... Divisions match up against other divisions, and then you have a few games that's randomized. So I randomly picked. that's why they're obviously up and down. But yeah, it's looking good. Uh, obviously, that'll be if if you're basing it off a strength of schedule. The the hopefully the NFC East can be a wee bit more competitive this year. And you would imagine it it would be uh, closer and a bit more competitive. I was just thinking whenever you were scrolling through. Um, uh, the NFC or the AFC North it, it's going to be looks like it's going to be fairly competitive and fairly close because I think you said you had the Steelers and the Ravens as the top two and I think the Browns are in the top five is that right Aaron? Did From last year is it? I know for the strength oh, of schedule Sorry for strength of schedule and the yeah, Browns so, so I think the top two so the easiest strength of schedule at number one is the Steelers and Ravens the Bagnells are at six, six but I don't think they're going to be challenging and the Browns for the division. are in the top ten they're right. number nine. So. And then the NFC North, it's going to be competitive because you've got the Packers, the Vikings and the Lions all with, well, perceived to be hard schedules. Yeah. So you would imagine that's going to uh, make that division close and uh, and interesting. And the same then, would if you want to touch, so if I want to touch on my Broncos, you would put them there down as near the bottom for the easiest but the Chargers, joint, joint fifth, but Chargers, that doesn't... Yeah, Chargers are up at 17, where your Broncos are the fifth, tied fifth easiest schedule down at... Uh, so going, we, we, going yeah. off that, as we say, it's overrated. Going off that, you would imagine the Broncos could do something. Yeah, but and, and get a wee bit... Yeah, but... Reality, you would say no. Yeah. It's going to be okay. either the Chiefs or the Chargers. Yeah, Chiefs or Chargers. But there's also, obviously, three teams can make the playoffs. Yeah. This is the thing. Obviously, I, I personally think the Broncos are a quarterback away from challenging for that division. I agree, yeah. With the roster they have, the defense they have, and the yeah. weapons on offense. Because if you look at the Chargers and the Chiefs, they both have really good young quarterbacks. Yeah. 
and that's the difference. That's the difference. Denver was hoping Drew Locke was going to be be the same thing because he's young and he's and on he his rookie contract. He, and he hasn't panned hasn't, out that one. No, hasn't happened. But if you, on paper, if you look at the Denver Broncos roster, on defence, they blow the, the Chiefs and Chargers away. Yes. On defence. Yes. And they have just as good, maybe slightly less talent on offence, but it's up there. It's up so there. they are a quarterback away. Yeah, definitely. But they have the fifth easiest schedule, but obviously yeah, you the two I of us obviously think it's you can't go by strength no, of schedule. Because no, if you if you break down their 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 actual schedule by looking game after game. Yeah, it's it's not easy because week one you're playing the New York Giants who had a top ten defense towards the end of the year and have threatened. Uh, they have upgraded a lot of positions on offense. Getting Saquon Barkley back, the Kenny Galladay coming over from the Lions. Yeah, obviously that's all dependent on Daniel Jones. So I I I think they lose that game straight off the bat. You've the Jags and Jets, easy enough games. You would want to think yeah. that you'd pick up two wins there. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, two tough games. Two tough games. You would the the Baltimore one. It's a hit and miss, depending on how they start. And then obviously the Pittsburgh one is away from home, and Pittsburgh isn't easy to play. So and great, <coughs> great, basically great in, defense. In, in, if you look at that game, they're both in the same situation as I think you were saying before we started here. Pittsburgh and uh, yeah, roster and wise, the Bronco, yeah, Broncos have amazing defenses, great weapons Talent, on offense, on offense, especially yeah. wide receiver spots. Mm-hmm. But Big Ben is. Yeah, we touched on that in the last podcast. Yeah, Big, Big, Big ben, ben is going to let you down. He's and then obviously mark. the Broncos' QB situation at the minute is not looking great. No. Then you move on, to obviously, a division game with the Raiders because no matter if you think the Raiders are going to be good or bad this year, division games are very tough. Yeah. You true. can't guarantee wins in division. No, and the Broncos and Raiders hate each other. So, yeah. Hate so, each other. And then you move on to the Cleveland Browns, who I think are going to have a great year. Yeah, you're a big Baker fan. <laughs> no, no, I'm not a big Baker fan. <laughs> you, you keep saying this. <laughs> no. I, I love the way you keep saying that, but uh, oh, he gets a lot of stick. But as you said in the, la- the last, he brings a lot of it on himself. He does. Great, the, great roster. Yeah, the team is very well and put he, together. And he's playing a lot better than you expected. Yeah. He's picked up. He has. He's, he just, he he's needs to improve on their Super Bowl team. They have a great roster from top to bottom. He would need to improve a lot uh, Aaron yeah. for, for to be a Super Bowl Super team Bowl, yeah. I, think, I think they're a playoff team I think they're but, a good playoff team yeah just a Super Bowl team did, did yeah I think they have win. to be improved a lot now Baker would have to he'd have to almost be in the MVP discussion for them to get over that hump yeah yeah, I think so I, th- I think uh, yeah the Cleveland Browns with their run game and that I think they're they're going to be run heavy they always are but it works out so well with the two of them uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt but I think the Cleveland Browns are going to win that division next year. That's a yeah, I've them and the Ravens fighting for it. Fighting for it. Uh, obviously, then mo- uh, this the Broncos schedule is still the move on to the Washington team, who's in the same boat as the Steelers and the Broncos. The quarterback position's their yep. weak point. Great weapons yep. on offense. Antonio mm-hmm. Gibson, Logan Thomas, great tight yep. end. Terry McLaurin. Scary Terry. Yep. Scary Terry, yeah. So, another situation. Now, I prefer... Ryan Fitzpatrick over the other options at quarterback from the other two teams, but it's so narrow. 
and then their defense is unbelievable as well. Yeah. Then move on to we're hitting so that we get into the NFC East here when yeah, they're playing right. Dallas. Dallas is a hit or miss because their offense could be so good. <laughs> it's probably a loss that game's at Dallas. Is yeah. That right? Yeah. So that's Philly, a loss. We, we we don't know what the Eagles are doing. Like no. Jalen Hurts could come out and he could be amazing. Amazing, or he could, or he could be, be crap. Crap. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think I think he looked good last year, but you can't base it off a few games. No, we can't. By week. Bye in week 11. 11. And then it's not he, a bad time for a bye no, week. No, no. Good, good. Yeah, you don't want it too early, but not too late either. And then you go on after the bye to play the Chargers, which is a tough game. In division, no, in can go in either way. Aye, back-to-back in division. And at the Chiefs, yeah. week 13. So that's another tough game in division again. So I'm not saying the Chiefs are set to win that because it's a division game. Then you, you, it gets a wee bit easier for the next two weeks. Uh, you go to Detroit and against the Cincinnati Bengals. You would like to think you could pick up a win or two there, hopefully. Depending like, on the way Joe Burrow and that offense is running. Yeah, the way that team is running is right. I would like to get two wins, but as as you say, it all depends th- on what way I think we're sitting the here, Bengals yeah, yeah. start our season. I think we're sitting here where you would want... Going into week 15, you'd be very disappointed if you didn't have more than four or five wins here. Yeah, based I would, on the yeah, schedule at the minute. Yeah, as a fan, I would definitely be. And and the only reason I'm touching on this is because you're a Broncos fan, and yeah. we made the point earlier about strength of schedule. Yeah, and then it their schedule finishes brutal. Yeah, it's all in division. Yeah. So, from week sixteen to eighteen, obviously with the extended season this year, you've at Vegas Raiders. Yeah. In division at the Los Angeles. Chargers yeah. in division again and then finishing off against the Chiefs week 18 but that game could be a win because could the, be Chiefs, a gimme. Yeah. the Chiefs could be resting starters or on the flip side they could be as you said I think earlier to me they could be fighting for the number, number one, one seed, seed in the AFC or if the Chargers surprise a lot of people this year and take that extra step that you think they could be fighting for the first place Yeah. Correct. so it's a tough schedule Looking at it, yeah. we're based off strength based of schedule. Strength of schedule. They're given the fifth easiest fifth schedule. Easiest. So you can't base it off no, that. Definitely not. No. But that, that's a wee look in it. But uh, obviously, that's just the strength of schedule. It's always good to just uh, have a look at that. But you want to move on then? Yeah, we'll move on to well, onto the games that we saw the lake. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. Games we like. And there's a lot of primetime games. There's a lot of. We're talking, we touched on the Broncos. The Broncos haven't got. I think any real prime time games. Yeah, one. One. Like. Because, uh, and I think it's a Thursday night football game because Stink, I think most Stinky Thursday night football. I'm a fan of Thursday night football, but every team's going to get a Thursday night football game, so yeah. you can't really count that as a prime time game. Uh, that's the reason why I call it Stinky. I like a Thursday night myself, but so it's not the main one. It's usually a Sunday night or a Monday night. Yeah, Monday. As you say, everybody gets a thousand night. Yeah, so I'll run through the teams here, obviously with the most primetime games, which is easy. E- these teams deserve five-time well, primetime well, games. most of them. Most of them. Kansas City Chiefs with five, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Baltimore Ravens, Green Bay Packers, LA Rams, Seattle Seahawks, Pittsburgh Steelers, San Francisco 49ers, Dallas Cowboys, and then we have the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans Saints and Pittsburgh Steelers with five each, which I'm not shocked with the Pittsburgh Steelers getting five primetime games because they're such a big historical, historical team, yeah. franchise. Yeah. 
Dallas, I'm not surprised with five time prime time same. games because it's America's team. Yeah. And also I think with Dak returning and that offense maybe looking really good for the upcoming year, it'll be fun to watch them in shootouts. But the one I am surprised about is the with five primetime games is the New Orleans Saints getting five primetime games. With with no Drew Brees. With no no Drew Brees, the defense a wee bit banged up that Listen, they, they looked awful towards but the last they, part of the year last year. I would say the, the Saints, I think I said to you before, the Saints roster would be very talented. Very, yeah. I think it, I think a lot of them primetime games, Aaron, are based off of talented rosters and what teams have done in maybe the last year or two. Yeah, not just based off of this upcoming Well, I'd like to imagine this, that could be the reason because the Broncos have done nothing for the last four or five years since they won the Super Bowl. So they've started to lose these games. Yeah. Or not be involved in them at all. Yeah, so I can't really argue with any of them other no. teams getting five. Actually, you would want to see them in more if there Tampa was possible. Bay, Tampa Bay can, can tank Tom Brady. Yeah. For that. Yeah. Five primetime games. That's, I, I, that's I, all Tom I Brady. Yeah, I don't have the number, but I'd love to see what it was the year before Tom Brady landed in Tampa. I doubt it would have been pretty. Uh, uh, I'd say they were down towards that 1-2 yeah, maybe spot. 1-2 mark, I would imagine. And then what I'm very surprised at, uh, teams with four primetime games, Buffalo Bills, I think they deserved five primetime games. Yeah, they're on the up with, with uh, Josh Allen and that team and Stefan Diggs and stuff. But Coming into the season, yeah, they're probably yeah, the four's, top. Four's not bad, Aaron. No, four's very good, but if you're looking at the New Orleans Saints, I would love... If they switch them about, have the Saints with four prime yeah. games and the Buffalo Bills with five, uh, five. Sorry, that might just sort of lend itself to my point of the Saints have been relevant and Bills Bu- are only sort of coming now. This last year or two, they have haven't been re- Yeah, uh, uh, the Buffalo Bills haven't been relevant until Tom Brady left the Patriots. So that's yeah, left that division. Why. Yeah, and then we have the Bears with four, the Vikings with four, Raiders very surprising at four, and the Colts. But I think as we said to each other that the Raiders have such a great yeah. f- historic historic franchise franchise and, and fan. family yeah, fans. fans are you can't argue as a I know you're a Broncos fan but you can't argue with the with the fans with the, yeah, with the fans the, 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 um, the fans being one of the yeah. uh, best fan bases in yeah, the league definitely I'll give them that uh, so but all, all these Primetime games, a lot of these teams can get flexed in and out, depending on the year. You always see a lot of games throughout the year, especially in the last three quarters of the year, of teams getting flexed in and out. So there could be a matchup, let's say week 10, with two teams that are playoff bound. Yeah. And the primetime game that week could be two teams that struggle that year and they'll flex them about. Yeah, or one team that's good and one team that's bad, yeah. And, and the flex switch it about. Out. Yeah, yeah, so... This is just as what it's set right now, and then obviously we move on to the teams with the least prime time games, which is going to hurt you. Yeah, just say it really quick. Right, I'll start with the Jets. <coughs> These are all teams with one prime time game, so the, obviously the NFL is predicting that these teams are not going to be very good, and nobody's going to want to watch them. Thanks for that, Aaron. So we've we've the Jets with one, and that. Against the Colts in week nine, Thursday night football again. That's yeah. the only reason they have a prime time game is because it's Everybody, on Thursday yeah. night football. The Lions, uh, week two against the Packers, 
which will be a good division matchup. But listen, that could that could be a terrible game if Aaron Rodgers isn't in Green Bay. Yeah, it could be, or it could maybe go the complete other way, Aaron, and it could be a very entertaining game. Yeah, because quarterbacks could be of the same level, yeah. depending on who the quarterback is in Green Bay. Because Jared Goff, as we touched on uh, in the last podcast, has now gone to the Lions. So if Aaron Rodgers wasn't and it was Jordan Love, Jordan Love, maybe. Jordan Love, yeah, correct. If Jordan Love, so that could be an entertaining game. That could be game. a very entertaining game. But if we, that, if that was the case in week two. I'd love to see the full rundown of week two schedule. I think we could find a better game than the Packers and Lions. The flex in there. Yeah, but I, I do agree with what you're saying, yeah. But the Lions also get the Thanksgiving game against the Bears, but it's not classed as a primetime game. And that's another in-division game. In the, yeah, and the only reason they get a Thanksgiving game every year anyway. The Lions and Dallas Cowboys are always uh, uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving it's yeah. Historically, they've always been playing on Thanksgiving. Then the Jags have won primetime game against the Bagnells on Thursday Night Football. And also the Bagnells have won against the Jags on yeah. Thursday Night Football. So they're matching up against each other with one primetime game on Thursday. So they had to get that. Yeah. The Texans week three is playing the Panthers Thursday night football, and then obviously the Panthers get one prime time game against mm. the Texans, which I'm very surprised with, because I think the Panthers would be a lot better than you expect this year. Yeah, I would agree. Again, I think we said that in the last podcast that they've got potential with their roster. They've very very good defense. Sam Darnold's gone there now as quarterback. You would imagine he would. If he settles in well, he's got he's a talented player, so he should help that offense. And have obviously got weapons with Christian McCaffrey. But I think again, it's it's a lot of this is based on what teams have done recently, and the Panthers haven't been sort of competing for that division or been since the Super Bowl. Yeah, since the Super Bowl lost to the Broncos during the during the same uh, boat as the Broncos there. Since that Super Bowl, they've went downhill and haven't really been relevant. But obviously, they can be flexed in to more primetime games if they pick up during the season. Yeah, yeah, if they take off. Yeah. Yeah. And then, this one's going to hurt you, but the Broncos have one primetime game, which comes in week seven against the Cleveland Browns, which is Don't which would be a great matchup to watch, actually. I have to sit and watch Baker Mayfield. Yeah, beat your Broncos, yeah. And... This will also hurt you. Uh, the Denver Broncos won't play on Monday Night Football for the first time in 29 years. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know what the NFL was thinking, to be honest. That's 29 years. That's a disgrace. Well, I don't think it, it is. I don't want to watch the Broncos on Monday <laughs> I Night just, Football. I was just going to say, look, it is what it is. The Broncos haven't really been relevant. They've done anything meaningful since the one Super Bowl 50, so... You just you have to take you have, you have to take your punishment. Yeah, it's very disappointing because of the roster they have. But they, listen, we're in June. They the could, end of June. They could be team as you say could be flexed in. They, if something ha- yeah, listen, we're if we're, happens, we're in June. If Aaron Rodgers is playing this year and he's not playing for the Green Bay Packers, the Broncos is probably top two or three landing spot for him. So if they end up getting Aaron Rodgers, they go from a one prime time game to literally maybe up towards four flexing in and out yeah and you know something man that just shows what we are talking about with the COVID it's all about money it's money NFL. that's all it is if Aaron Rodgers goes to the Broncos 
you're probably right. The Broncos probably get a hit more primetime games to get more money. Generate in, money, yeah. Because there'll be more people watching the games. It's all but about the money. At the end of the day, it's a business. And these teams, 90% of these teams with one primetime game, you don't want to be watching on a Sunday night football, Monday night football. Texans... You don't want to watch the well Jags. I would watch because I want to see how Trevor Lawrence gets on. But yeah. after a few weeks, that might go downhill, and I might be sick looking at him. <laughs> but the Jets, the Bagnells, Bagnells actually, I wouldn't mind watching the Bagnells. Yeah. But and then, sorry, the last team with one prime time game uh, is the Falcons, Week Eleven versus the Patriots on Thursday night football. I would actually watch that game. Yeah. I think the Falcons it'd be, it'd, it'd are be, actually a very good team. They're better than what the NFL has given them credit for, especially in offense. Uh, especially in offense, yeah. And that would be the reason I'd watch them. And it's it would be entertaining. I think Matt Ryan will, with the weapons he has, is and the defense not being so great, it's basically going to be throw the ball everywhere it's and score as much that, yeah. as possible. And then we don't know. Become week eleven. Will that be like Cam Newton or is that Mac Jones in? I don't see if Cam Newton is day one starter. I can't see Cam Newton at this stage in his career lasting to week eleven as a starter with Mac Jones because they love Mac Jones. He yeah. is a system quarterback that yeah. New England has done. Yeah, we touched on this in the yeah. last podcast. Yeah, has done their entire franchise has been based on these system quarterbacks. I see. I think I seen uh, Bill Belichick with a quote saying that um, he's picking it up. Mac, this is Mac Jones. He talked about that he's he's picking up. Well, he needs to pick up fairly quick, but he's got a long way to go. But that would also sort of indicate that Cam Newton will probably be the starter. But as you say, come week 11, if the Patriots aren't competitive, I don't think Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick will take another sort of down year. He'll probably take Cam out and put Mac in. Throw so him come in week end, 11, yeah. Mac Jones could be the starter. It could be a lot earlier than that as well. And also the Falcons play in London against the Jets this year, but we'll yeah, touch on that later. The London on. games are back, yeah, which, which is a we'll, good we'll thing. We'll touch on that now, now, now soon. But uh, yeah, it's good to see. So that's basically all the disappointment. Yeah. Of your Broncos My this Broncos, year, one game. That's all right. I'll be. I'm. I'm a. I'm a true fan now, and I'll be watching. Don't worry. Yeah, you. You'll have the NFL game pass in here with the Broncos. Uh, Broncos. Yeah, don't worry. I'll. I'll. I'll see the Broncos. So, Moving on here, we have obviously we've good primetime games, we've bad ones, as I said. That yeah. that Green Bay and Lions game could be a disaster, or as you said, it could turn out that could be very entertaining. Could be. But on paper at the minute, the way it's looking, you don't want to be watching that game. No. So basically the season kicks off, obviously the defending champions, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I so there was a lot of speculation, I think, before the season started who they were gonna open up the season against on Thursday night football. Because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have the Buffalo Bills on their schedule. Yeah. So a lot of people thought that that would have been the game to kick off the year. But I think they wanted the NFL wanted to save that for later in the year. Because these are two Super Bowl contending rosters yeah. that could be contending for, for the coming. top spots in their yeah. Uh, conferences. Yeah, through. So... They ended up picking. They ended up picking on the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Thursday night football opening game, which is the way it always goes. Super Bowl team plays in the Thursday night to open it up. I think it's actually a very good game. 
I'll definitely be watching it. Dallas with Dak back, it'll be an entertaining game. I think two very good quarterbacks, Tom Brady for the Bucks, Dak for the Cowboys. Good uh, weapons on offense for both teams. I think that would be a very good game. I think the Buccaneers would obviously be the slightly better team after winning the Super Bowl. Especially on defense. Especially on defense. I don't. Dallas will be okay. We said that in the last podcast. They'll be decent. They were poor last year. They should be decent this year. But uh, just to touch, just to finish on it, I would say it would be a very good game. I would probably be leaning towards the Bucks to win it. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised, not to sit on the fence, I wouldn't be surprised if Dallas actually beat them. Yeah. If, I, if that goes off, his first game back. Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat because I actually, I love the way they saved that Buffalo Bills game for a year, later in the year. Yeah. Because that could be, that, that'll be a quality game later on in the year, but... I love the way they picked the Dallas Cowboys to play. Obviously, it's America's team. America's team. A lot of money generated from, uh, money. from the Dallas Cowboys. But I'm in the same boat as you with the Dallas Cowboys offense, especially Dak coming back because he... I think maybe me and you might have been had the same opinion of maybe Dak that he wasn't maybe a top five, top ten five, quarterback yeah. until last year. You've seen... Their defense was horrendous, and they were in every game the first few weeks. Yep. They were, they were in every single game until oh. until the last drive or two of 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 each of each of them games actually. Yep. All off the back of Dak Prescott. All because of Dak. Yep. And when he went down injured, that team fell apart. Now the defense was a disaster, and it's not going to be any better this year. But it's such a good offense if you look at it in paper. Yeah, very very good offense. And then obviously on the flip side of that, Ezekiel Elliott got a lot of stick because of how bad he was. But he was carrying the workload he of was, everything. He he's a he at this stage he's 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 a vet on that team. Yeah. And he had to carry the whole workload with Andy Dalton. Actually they went through four or five quarterbacks last year. Because yeah. Dalton which, which got injured. Doesn't, yeah, it doesn't he did. help. It doesn't help. It doesn't help. Uh, but no, he, he was horrendous. He what did he have four or five fumbles in consecutive weeks. But when the when the defense isn't uh, respecting the pass game, Aaron, a running back is going to have is little irrelevant. No yeah, he's going to have little or no he's chance. Irrelevant. And plus that o that o line lost three starters. That o line, the Dallas Cowboys, so, for probably the last five years, have had a top three to five. Offensive line, yeah, they were all out last year. So Zeke, Zeke had he lost his starting quarterback and he lost three of his starting five. He lost his security oh, blanket yeah. with Dak and his protection. Yeah, so on paper that offense, as I say, that game is going to be very, very good. I think it could. Be, I don't know if it'll be a shootout in the very, very first game of the season. I hope it is. I would like. To see, I would love it if it was, but. That's the only thing to say about that. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as we touched on the last episode, have all 22 starters Yeah, back. And that defence towards the end of that year was unbelievable. Yeah. So if that defence plays half as good as they can, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to blow out the Dallas Cowboys in that game because their offence is just as good. They have all their starters back from last year. Yeah. The more I think about this game, the more I'm actually excited about it because... Of what you said, but especially because of Dallas. Like, that game is in Dallas. Yeah. No, no, that game's in Tampa. Is it in yeah, Tampa? Tampa? Yeah, Tampa, right. 
Like Dallas, but but I, I, I Dallas is playing against Super Bowl champions. They're yeah. gonna they, they have to turn up. Shoulder, yeah. yeah, they have to turn up. And obviously, I think with that coming back, you have your Ezekiel Elliott, them wide receivers, Amari Cooper, CD Lamb. We we never got to see how good CD Lamb was last year because of the quarterback situation. He was he was still decent. He he was he was very good. You know for. Considering. Considering And then yeah. you have Michael Gallup And then obviously you get the offensive line back healthy And then maybe Ezekiel Elliott can return to form Which I think he will He can be, he can be, be back in that top 3-5 to five running back that he used to be So I'm looking forward to that game uh, And it's a good opening game it's I think we'll, game, we'll yeah. be definitely doing an episode uh, Thursday night yeah. of, of that week <coughs> Open up the season Yeah I think, we'll, I think we'll, we'll keep that We'll move on to another one and keep, uh, keep, we'll not keep talking about this one. Uh, any other uh, primetime games that you're looking forward to? Well, um, week two, I think, is a Sunday night football. Again, like the season starts uh, with some real good ones. Week two has the Chiefs and the Ravens, which is always a great matchup with Lamar Jackson and uh, Pat Mahomes going at each other. I think that would be a very good game, which, would, which I'll enjoy watching. I think a lot of NFL fans will sit and watch that. Yeah, yeah, they they matched up. I think on Sunday night football last year. I'm not sure what week it was, but it was. I I was looking forward to that game last year, but the Chiefs blew the Ravens out surprisingly because of how how good the Ravens' good defense the Ravens can be. Yeah, defense has always been historically, yeah. and then obviously how like I give a lot of stick to Lamar Jackson, but he's probably the most exciting player to watch in the league. When he has a ball in his hands, you don't know what's going to happen. No. Which is a good and a Which bad is thing. a really good thing. But and obviously the I've seen reports there that the Ravens aren't letting film crew in anymore to their training camp uh with Lamar Jackson throwing. So that could be a good thing. Could be. He took a massive leap from his rookie year to his second year yeah, throwing wise. That's why he, that's why he won the MVP. Teams thought that he's a runner that can't throw the ball. Yeah. And they weren't prepared that he can Beat you with his arm that year, anyhow, and then teams figured him out, which I think he needs to. Take I agree. Leap. I agree, but I, if I'm not mistaken, that that second year, his first three or four games were against bad teams. Bad teams, yeah. I think he did started they, they against the Dolphins, did he? I th- no, I. Th- and he threw five or six he touchdowns. Did, he did. He did. He, th- he He did. He started against the Miami Dolphins back when they were terrible. Yeah. Five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. Yeah. The- that's he was a fantasy steal by James Morgan that year. <laughs> and I think he picked him up uh, late enough, maybe last few rounds. Uh, I'd say Paul. I'd say poor old Paul Hughes isn't uh, thinking the same. Yeah, Commissioner Paul uh, took him in the first round last first year. I don't. Round, I, don't I don't think. Also, sorry. He passed on Dalvin Cook and a few other top running backs, and took James Conner in the second, but. How did Paul get to the top of the table as commissioner when he's making these decisions? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, he, he, he's always run it well, to be fair. You, you, can't, you can't take that away. It, ha- it hasn't went to shit yet under his control. All, all you rookies uh, in year one or two are trying to hoist oh, him out. Hold on, hold on. I'm joking, I'm joking. Rookies. I finished top of the table last year on my rookie season. Yeah, and went, it, it, meant, it meant nothing come playoffs. But, Went nothing, yeah, you're what, one and done? Or? Uh, 
I don't know, was it one and done or was it... Yeah, I think, I think you won one and then lost the and second, then, yeah. Uh, lost the semi-final, semi-final, yeah. yeah. So uh, there's a wee shout-out for Commissioner Paul. Commissioner <laughs> Paul, <laughs> but, uh, he was given out that he wasn't mentioned. Yeah, so back to the Ravens, uh, that, that could be a really good game. I think that's a really good game, yeah. Lamar Jackson uh, has never beat Patrick Mahomes, so... That, that Is that could, right? Yeah, never. Has, has never beat Patrick Mahomes, so he... That could be a, that could be a big chance there. That's a big game. Early doors, that's a big game. Yeah. Week two. Yeah. It, it, you want to make a statement week two. It, it'll not destroy your season. No, listen. Momentum's the, a big thing. And if, were, if either one of them teams were to go 2-0, and oh, it's, it's a great start. Yeah, and obviously, as we touched on earlier with the, with the strength of schedule, the Ravens do have the second easiest strength of schedule. Second no, hardest, is it? Second no, hard. easiest. Oh, hardest, second, sorry. Second yeah, hardest, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Yeah, hardest. Yeah, they're number two. Yeah. So, I don't know, maybe that's a win that they'll want to want to get early. Oh, well, I think, I think they'll definitely want to beat the Chiefs. But, but that's, a, that's a great matchup. And then, maybe moving on to week four, I think this is probably one of the most exciting games this of, next, of, of this uh, season. Week four, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Sunday night football, going to Foxborough against the New England Patriots. Tom, Tom Brady come back to Foxborough <laughs> to torch the New England Patriots. I wonder what Bill Belichick will have waiting for him. Nothing. <laughs> I think that's a blowout waiting to happen. Will he shake his hand? Oh, yeah. Um, Listen, I don't think there's any bad blood there. I think media oh, I think blows. There's, I think there's Do you think so? I think there's bad yeah? blood. Yeah. I don't think there's bad blood between them. No, listen, we're, we're, we're two dummies here sitting talking about this. Yeah, but we... We don't know. No, we don't. But... We don't fully know. As... As, well, as the perception of it at the, the reports minute. I seen, Aaron, was... Bill Belichick wanted to move from Tom Brady years, years ago. Years ago. Yes. With Jim, Jimmy Grabolo. And, and Tom Brady... Robert Kraft, Robert Kraft himself traded Jimmy, Jimmy G yep. for peanuts to the 49ers just to get him out of the building yeah. and at that point Jimmy G I think that year Tom Brady was susp- I know the year you're talking about it was maybe 2018 or so uh, yeah 2018 or so that was when Tom Brady with the flake gate maybe 2017 yeah. Yeah, he, he was had a four game suspension four game suspension to start the year and Jimmy yeah. G was actually looked really good yeah he did really good did he go 2-2 two and two or 3-1 no, I think did, did he, he not go 3-1 and one or 4-0 Maybe it, it, one, easy yeah. enough schedule, but he looked yeah. really good. I think no, he he won all game, all four games. I'm near enough certain because, uh, obviously the media again blew that up saying, uh, "Will they stick with Jimmy G?" You know you're not. You're sticking with the goat. Belichick wanted the move, but I think so, Jimmy. I think Jimmy G could have been a really good quarterback in that system. Yes, because listen, he's he's a. I'll put him in the good. To decent category. He's not great, but he's not bad. He's mid-level of yeah. the league. He'll win you games. Yeah, he will. And if he is the team around him, like the Super Bowl run that went on, he can win a Super Bowl. But I wouldn't be wanting him to go and win me that uh, that game. But No, shouldn't So I don't know if there's bad blood there. That could, that, that'll be a great I think there watch. is. I think there is. And the fact that Tom Brady didn't want to leave New England. No, he, wanted, he was forced he, it. Yeah, he wanted another contract that yeah, Bill, Bill wouldn't give. Because don't forget, we said this in the last podcast with... Uh, Belichick sort of been the head coach and a GM spending all that money in the offseason he determines who gets new contracts and he wouldn't give Tom Brady he's, a new contract listen he's tough on it nobody gets 
Contract's I, easy. I agree with that. England. I think that's fair enough. Three but it's Tom save, Brady. But Tom Brady wasn't like he fell off a cliff. He deserved a contract. Yeah. And when Tom Brady became a free agent, it wasn't like there was nobody looking him. No, and the year, uh, his last year, they lost to the Titans, wasn't it? The Titans, yeah. The Titans in the playoffs. Like, the roster they had wasn't the roster they had in previous years. It no. wasn't on all on Tom Brady. Yeah, we said that about, um, again, in the last podcast, we said it all depends on, for Cam Newton or Mac Jones, it depends on the weapons and offense. Because the game you're touching about, Tom Brady didn't have... No, he had not. He had no with. weapons. Their defense was good, but... It was on the field the entire game. Yeah, but the listen, offense he, had no He weapons. had a few bumps in the road towards the end, but... He was forced out, really, and listen, it worked. He had the last laugh, didn't he? He uh, won the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, he did, and I tell you what, I, listen, I'm, at the age he's at, I, listen, I will not say I'm, he's not done. I'm picking Tampa. Are oh, you? Yeah. yeah, I think Tom Brady For won. that game? Yeah. I oh, think. yeah, oh, yeah, they win that game, no problem. I thought you were going to make a big, bold prediction that they were going to go on another Super Bowl run. Listen, when Tom Brady's your quarterback, I'm not ruling anything against him. I've learned that too many years yeah, ago. Don't bet against him. Don't bet... Uh, uh, Jamie Carlyle, do not bet against Tom Brady. <laughs> Jamie likes it, does he? Oh, <laughs> no, especially as a New England fan uh, that you are, you never bet against Tom Brady. Uh, but Jay- Jamie would be torn for that game. Uh, I don't, yeah. He'll be sitting with his Tom Brady jersey on, will he? His New England Patriots Tom, Tom Brady, Brady jersey, jersey yeah. Really? Or his Tampa one, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think most uh, Patriots fans uh, jumped off that bandwagon, maybe. Yeah, Jamie's in the... I don't know. He's a bandwagon uh, jumper, is he? No, um, I wouldn't say that, no, but... Uh, no, I'm, o- I'm only slagging Jamie. I wouldn't say that, but uh, it's a messy situation uh, in New England at the minute. Yeah, but just the the cap on that, I think that week four game is very very good. It's gonna be so, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a great. I one think to watch. Every, I think everybody that's an NFL fan will be watching that game. Yeah, so that's week four, and uh, here my, one of my favorites. Uh, then obviously because it's my team. Here comes the Seahawks. Uh, week five Seahawks Rams Thursday night football. That's gonna be a great game. You had to get that in, didn't you? I always do. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but it is going to be a great game. Uh, no, it is a uh, division game. On Thursday night football, start the week off good with a good game. Uh, listen, that goes either way, and it comes to yeah. who makes the least mistakes on the night because it, it happens every year in the NFC West. As we, as me and you were talking about it uh, before we before we started rolling here, was if you finish if you if you have a three and three record in your division, yeah, your, in your, division record, you're happy. Yeah, if you, happy, if, you yeah. spl- if you split against uh, the, for Seahawks' uh, point of view here, if you split with the Rams, 49, 49ers and Cardinals in an upcoming season and pick up three wins, three losses, you're happy. Yeah, you're very happy. Such a good division. Yeah, we, we the, said in the last podcast, that, it's, it's the hardest in the, in, in the league. It definitely listen, is. You have four playoff teams. Potentially, cr- yeah. Crammed in to the same division. Yeah. Fighting for... Number, listen, any of these teams, as I said in the last podcast, could finish first, but they also could finish last just based on how they, how they perform. I'd actually like to know what you think. Every one of them other teams, Aaron, have improved. Like, we're picking the Rams and the Seahawks as a week five to, just, uh, to highlight. The Rams have improved a lot. A lot. And they've obviously went and got Matt Stafford. I know you're not maybe the biggest fan. But no, he, no, he, I'm, he, I'm a big... I am a big... Up, he's a big upgrade. Yeah, yeah, a massive upgrade. I'm a big fan of Matthew Stafford. Always was when he was in Detroit. Yeah. I didn't think they 
deserve to have Matt Stafford in Detroit because they've done nothing for him. No Other than Calvin Johnson, historically, what, what can you say that the... No, they that, that the Lions done for Matthew Stafford. Yeah. I think it's a massive upgrade between Jared him Goff. and Jared Goff, yeah. right? The 49ers so, improved. Listen, so, but the Rams, I think people are blowing out what they... Listen, the Rams last year looked awful bumpy. They lost to the Jets in Week 15 last year. They were bumpy at times. I don't think Matthew Stafford makes you a Super Bowl team. I think you're a very good playoff team that can go on a run. But you're you're going to have to see how the how the season pans out. But they're always going to be up there. They're they're going to be in the top. I have top spot when we're talking about in the NFC, this, the, the NF, NFC West. I have the Rams winning that. Yeah, division. I but, know you might like to hear that. No, no. I, I think I listen. Think, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna uh, sit here and pretend as if. The Rams, 49ers or Cardinals can't win that division. No, like we said, this division is very good, but yeah. uh, highlighting the Rams, like you say they were bumpy last year. There was a lot of in-house fighting with Jared Goff and yeah. the head coach, Sean McVay, because he couldn't run the offense. A new quarterback in there and things maybe running a little smoother. Both sides of the ball will be a lot better. Like yeah. A defense gets disheartened when an offense can't do what it's told. Exactly, yeah. So, agree with that, do you yeah. know, if both if both sides of the ball is running smoothly, I think the Rams would be very, very dangerous. The, the Rams are always going to be a, a great team, especially especially on the, with that defence, Aaron yeah. Donald. Them. Now, they did yeah. lose a few players. They uh, did. My, Michael Brockers was, a, <laughs> uh, was talking shit about Jared Goff. Straight away, the second he left. The, <laughs> the second he left and got traded to the Lions, and then a week later, Michael Brockers got traded to, to the Lions, Lions to reunite with Jared Goff. I think that's karma that's best. Uh, <laughs> but I don't think I don't think Jared Goff said anything the size of Michael Brockers. No, no, big man. But he was great last year for them. So yeah. like, the defense, the defense will always be good. But the, you have to remember that they have a lot of new coaching staff. They lost their offensive coordinator to the Seahawks. The Seahawks literally went into the Rams facility, robbed a few coordinators and a few players. And that Gerald uh, Everest, Gerald Everest, yeah. tight end, went yeah. to the Seahawks. So he's a very good tight end. In, he's, he was underused. He's yeah, very good. And you've you've insider information, information there. No, no, they yeah. no. Sean McVay is an unbelievable coach. Yeah, he is definitely. But you, you'll never predict what the Rams are going to do. But as you were going to touch on there, moving away from the Rams, because we obviously know the Rams are going to be contending for that number one spot. And then obviously, yeah. listen, they can be contending for the number one overall seat in the NFC. Potentially, yeah. I think the... Who do you pick for that game? You're going Seahawks, obviously. Or honestly... Are you, are you going to be honest? Honestly, I don't know. You don't know? Because... What, what do you think of Seattle? Just when we are talking about your team, what do you think they're going to do? Well, are they going to compete? I, I think... I think because of that, what happened last year, they should never have lost that playoff game to the Rams because of the situation. Jared Goff was injured. You were yeah. going up against a backup. Jared Goff would have, would have broken what was a thumb. Broken thumb, yeah. And you lost that game. And I think DK Metcalf came out after the season with the play calling was horrendous. Seattle started off so strong. Now, their defense was historically the worst defense through eight games yep. in NFL history. Okay, and then, and then Jamal Adams came back. No, no, this was, was with it? Jamal Adams. No, he was in and out with injuries, but historically the worst defense in NFL history through eight games, okay? Yeah. 
Seahawks offense was probably one of the best offenses in past years, first eight games of the season. Russell Wilson ran away with the MVP first eight, eight yeah, games. Yeah. Then you go through the bye week and you come out and you play the Cardinals, obviously another hard game. Yeah. Uh, the defense, Seattle was going on long drives, with, uh, scoring touchdowns, and then within 30 seconds, the Cardinals were scoring. Seahawks offense was on the field the entire time. Russell Wilson threw a few picks and then all the blames thrown on the offense and shit hits the fan. You go back to Pete Carroll's running philosophy and then it all went to shit. So, my, so my, what do you, how, how do you sum so, that up then? So DK and Metcalf came out after the year that they figured out what they were doing. Yeah, their, that, plan that was, way, yeah. their plan was hand the ball off maybe on first down, gain a yard or two and then we're throwing a bomb down to DK and Metcalf or Tyler Lockett. Yeah. Defense is just safety's just move back a little, yep. and that was it. It never worked, but now we we have a new offensive coordinator coming over from the round. I, I think it's going to be another good. Listen, they're always competing. It's going to be a yeah. good year. They upgraded the old line a little bit. Say, I was going to ask you what do you like. Every team in that division has improved. has improved a rushed, lot. Rushed through the dummy out the pram a little. Yeah. Do you think they've done enough? Yeah. yeah, you're touching on they've upgraded the offense. Offensive line, line with Gabe Weaver. Jackson and them yeah. from the Raiders. Obviously, Jared Everest. You've the re-signed Chris Carson for peanuts. They they yeah. they thought they were losing Chris Carson in free agency. Nobody wanted him. Came back to Seattle. Who I, he's very underrated, but he's obviously he's he probably a system running back. If that makes any sense, do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Their defense, I think, was uh, statistically then. Turn it around towards the end of the year with Carlos Dunlop and them additions yeah. coming over yeah. was a top five defense the last eight games of the season. So you go from one of the worst ever to one of the best in the league. So their defense is no issue to me next year. So what? So what do you think? I think I think they're gonna be yeah they're gonna be fighting for that number one two spot. I'd be right. very disappointed if they're not number one or two next year. But as you did say, I think all these teams have improved. Yeah. Hey, Russell Wilson came out and. He said all that stuff about the offensive line because it needed sorted out. Like, yeah, he was running for his life. Listen, he's. I think I touched on it in the last podcast about the ranking offensive line ranking since he got there in twenty twelve, and it's bottom of the league every year. Mm-hmm. Even if you take that up to mid tier and maybe change, let him control the offense and have more say. I, I that, would, that, would be, that would be the right thing. I, I, Pete Carroll is Pete, too much of a drill sergeant. Pete Carroll is living off the you. USC days and the Legion of Boom days and that's the reason his job is never in jeopardy yeah. Russell Wilson has made Seattle relevant and you yes. have to say that Yes, yeah. so I think they're going to be competing but as I said the margin between first and last in that division is ridiculous and it's a very, very talking about this week uh, five matchup with the Rams that yeah. can go either way just depends on who has the momentum going in to that game and listen yeah, it'll come it down to, it, that'll come down to whoever makes the least mistakes but as you said then every other team's got better you you're probably you, other Trevor Lawrence let's take him out of the conversation your favourite quarterback Trey Lance Trey Lance yeah ended up in, in San Francisco yeah who they have a Super Bowl roster sitting there waiting for him they have a lot of injuries coming back uh, Nick Boza uh, Jared Kittle there's a lot of players and a lot of talent. And Solomon Thomas, all yeah, them boys. Yeah, all them boys. There's a lot of talent there now. Now, they've lost a few players in free agency and that, but everybody does. But they are going to be back up there again be, this I year. Think, I think they're going to be a very big, uh, 
bounce back team. Yeah. Very. I think I think they're gonna have double digit wins. 10, 11. George Kittle coming back. Yeah. I see. I said George, George Kittle coming back, and they went, and they went and signed, uh, re-signed Trent Williams, the left tackle. So for me, the Forty Niners, they're definitely going to be in, in contention in that division. Definitely. Yeah. It depends. I think Jimmy G probably starts as quarterback. Uh, for maybe the first couple of weeks until maybe Trey Lance gets in the Kyle Shanahan system properly. But either, either quarterback, I think, is because of the talent they have in the team, I think either quarterback, all you need is someone that's not going to make mistakes and turn the ball over. And they're both fairly good, accurate quarterbacks. As, and touching on that, what you said, not turning the ball over, last podcast, uh, I touched on Trey Lance has never thrown... Uh, Interception. Interception in his career. So that's exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants, wants. in his offense. Yeah. And listen, we talk about George Kittle. That offensive line is absolutely ridiculous how good it is. Yeah. And like, Trent Williams is a, an unbelievable. Pro. Like, that that offensive line is, is so good and they keep upgrading every year. They yep. keep everything fresh. Running game has always been unbelievable. Yeah, Kyle Shannon knows is a very oh, good run game. Listen, it does not matter who the running back is because they have that many lads coming in and out, rotating. It doesn't matter. It's, it's the whole system. Yeah. It's not the running back. Where, no. we, where we see in other teams that it's the running back that carries the workload, uh, not the you, team. You were mentioning something about a certain running back. He's a, a system running back. System running back. Chris Kershon. Yeah. Seattle is a running team historically. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to work in that Seattle offense. But... Kyle Shanahan's uh, run game is it's a system run game. It's a it's system, a yeah. Power zone, and it always it's, has been. It's a uh, very, very effective. Which then, I think Sean McVay does the same thing. So like the Rams and the Forty ers will be having very will be very heavy with the run game, and then it opens that up opens play up action play action for the for for, uh, for the deep ball with the for, for both quarterbacks on yeah. e- either team. But then you look obviously at the Forty ers wide receivers. Brandon Ayuk had a breakout year last year that yeah. was. Under the radar, no one really talked about it. I think he's a he's a really solid wide receiver. One this and they're year, getting Samuel Debo back. Uh, Debo Debo Samuel oh, back Samuel, next yeah. back healthy. healthy. Who's who's a he's a he's an all down player. Yeah, gadget man. Yeah, so very very good player. The, I don't think we have a issue with any team in the NFC West. And then obviously you're touching the Cardinals. Look at what they've done. Yeah, they've got better and better. Kyler Murray is getting better every year. I don't know if he would. He needs if the if the Cardinals want to win that division and push on. Like they missed the playoffs last year when they shouldn't have. They were on, they had they were on a roll. Yeah. They should have they should have finished strong. No, he did get injured, did injured and it took yeah. away from him being able to scramble. Yeah. Which probably is a big strength to it's their massive, whole philosophy. Yeah, it, massive strength. And he's then, the, he's their running back he, in in the red zone offense. Listen, he's their goal line yeah. back. Yeah. But you've James Conner coming over now. James Conner coming over, and we've we think we touched on it in the last podcast. They've got AJ Green uh, joining, De- joining DeAndre Hopkins, top two, three yeah. wide receiver. I don't in the know league. what the story is with Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah, see, Larry, Larry Fitzgerald actually is a free agent at the minute and hasn't resigned. So I think he's waiting to see if he wants to play again. And if he does, I think it's, there's, it's a there there's a spot there for him. He's not going to play for anybody else. And then the defense. Chandler Jones, who, Chandler Jones. Who, who's unbelievable, and then JJ Watt addition, and obviously the back end with uh, has a great you've, great secondary you've got back Baker there. Baker in the secondary. Yeah, Buda Baker. Have, um, 
Yeah, you lost. You lost Patrick Peterson lost Patrick to the Peterson. Vikings. But listen, that's going to be that's going to be a great team. Yeah, for next year just, look as we touched on it it's going to be a very very interesting division and linebacker Simmons that's going to be yeah. uh, obviously he needs to take another jump but it's basically the Cardinals need Kyler Murray to take a Josh Allen leap and yes. a Lamar Jackson leap yes I don't know if he that's what I was going to say and can he do it I'm a big fan I had him in fantasy last year he was unbelievable I think he's you're on with Lamar Jackson is the most exciting with the ball in his hand. I think Kyler Murray's right up there. And the reason for that is because he's he's a better thrower of the ball than Lamar Jackson. Yes. And he's and just smaller. Smaller. He's nippier. No, he might not have the speed Lamar Jackson does, but no, he's up he there, but he's no. so explosive. He can make things happen. He's very so, fast in short spaces. Listen, I can't wait to see how that pans out, that whole division. Uh, the Cardinals are probably one of the most exciting teams going into next year. Yeah. Uh, JJ Watt... Picked them for a reason. Listen, everybody was calling for JJ Watt. Yeah, and he picked them. And he yeah. picked them for a reason. I think a little bit of it could be money too. I think uh, they give him a, a bit more than what everybody else. The front loaded his contract. They give him a little bit more up front than everybody else. But what an addition. And reuniting with DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. So DeAndre is on a. a Sort of recruit mission. He's, 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 he's asking he, everybody. He his. It's, it's either. He, he's looking. Gilmore now Stephen Gilmore, Gilmore just, just talked and Would you imagine That the Patriots Might want to get off His contract they, This is the thing With the Gilmore contract They gave him money Last year Extra money Now Signing bonuses And stuff like that But Bill Belichick Loves him He Bill Belichick Doesn't give anybody Money for no reason No He loves Stefan Gilmore So It's looking that he Maybe Might be able to get A deal done I think I think the reason Aaron, that they're even considering trading him is he got injured. Yeah, he. I think he had a bad knee injury. Did he? Listen, the, the Patriots, as you know, will move on from anybody yeah. in, a, anybody. in an instance. And as good as Stefan Gilmore was, he had a bad down year last year that ended in injury. So yeah. he needs to bounce back here. Maybe it's somewhere else. Maybe it's in if, if in New England. I'm not Hopkins sure. Hopkins was able to work his magic and got him to Arizona. To, wow. Just wow. Yeah, see, it's, it's a that, scary sight, isn't it? That division, wow. There's <laughs> always something exciting going on in that yeah, division. But, and then, obviously, on the other teams. side, uh, the other recruiter is Jalen Ramsey for the, for, <laughs> for, the, for, the Rams. for the Rams. So, I think we touched on the NFC West too much there. I think, I think the Seahawks need to start finding some well, recruiters. Yeah, they do. Um, the fuck? Jamal Adams needs to start talking. They don't pull the trigger enough. That's the that's the issue. But uh, well, actually, they did with Jamal Adams two first rounders for a safety. Yeah. I love what he does though. He's he's a pure hype man. He gets that defense going. Yeah, don't care what very, anybody says. Oh, it's still first, the see, it was a lot though. Two yeah, first, a lot. But for listen, safety. first round picks are overrated, as I said in the last episode. They can be. Look, they look, can look, be. look at the Rams having had a first rounder in a few years and don't have one for a few years. They're playoff teams every year. These first round, you don't want first round, early first round picks because you're doing something wrong. Yeah, your team. Well, the majority of the time you're doing something wrong. But Unless is, you pull off trades. There is it. there is the odd time where there could be a team in the first round picking it in the top ten because that have of a, a trade. have a great yeah. or a trade or have a, a great roster just got hurt. Last year, prime example the Forty ers yeah, they, they were, were what twelfth, twelfth or thirteenth, and then moved up to three. Yeah. They cut it they, because they finished on an off year with injuries. Yeah, they got a great starting point at that twelve spot to move up to three. Yeah, didn't have to give it. No, 
But if the 49ers had a good year... They would have been in we, the we, we are, bottom are, 20s picking. Late 20s. And late we're 20s. not having this conversation no. about Trey Lance because it is physically impossible to go from the bottom of the draft to the top of the draft without destroying your entire team. And No, without destroying your draft capital. Everything. I, I'd say you'd have to you, give up four firsts. And players. Possibly, you, you, yeah. You need to get rid of a lot. It, it's impossible. So I yeah, would say it's impossible. The most, I agree, most of the time... If you're picking in the top 10, you're, you're doing something wrong. But there is the other occasion where... Like the 49ers the, on, yeah, the, on the... the teams just... Even just bad form. Players just didn't produce. And then they have a bounce back year. And then sometimes... We, we see it injuries. every year. There, there'll be a top 10 team this year that surprises us. That that top 10 pick would have done them a world of good. But now move on. Uh, on Obviously... That was a week five matchup. We started. So you're sitting on the fence for the week five, are you? Yeah, I, I always Seahawks do it in the division. Listen, I go into every one of them games. I, I love the commitment, Aaron. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm being honest here. I could turn around and bullshit you and say the Seahawks are going to blow the Rams out. That's not the case. That can go either way. I do it with every in division game in the NFC West. I always say that. I always, at the start of the year, when I do my prediction, yeah. I put down, I start with three losses. Yeah. Three and three, you go. I go through. I split three and three. Seahawks finished. What do you say earlier? Four and two in the division last year. Yeah, which is very good. Seahawks four and two. They they obviously won the division twelve and four, but they were four and two in the division. In know? the division, which is very good. So you split three and three with that. Now, if you turn around and told me week week one matchup against the Colts, the Seahawks are winning that game. Yeah, and the Colts are a good team. Yeah, and Carson Wentz might have a bounce back year that possibly gives a bit of energy in that uh, that team, yeah. but they win that game. But no, in division games, I think you'll even say it yourself. I'll I'll play the devil's advocate here. If the Seahawks, you you're sitting on the fence, but if the Seahawks had Pat Mahomes instead of Russell Wilson, no, I, yeah, no, because if I if I put <laughs> if I put Russell Wilson on if I if I put Russell Wilson on the Tamp or. If I put Russell Wilson on the Kansas City Chiefs roster, yeah. they still win the Super Bowl or in the Super Bowl every year. I, but if yeah, I put but if, if I you put Mahomes in Seattle, it's a, it's a disaster. He doesn't make the playoffs. Because listen, it's the perfect spot for Russell Wilson. Can you turn around okay. and say to me I was only testing you. Can you turn around only testing you. Can you turn around and say to me that any other quarterback in the league can do what Russell Wilson has done in recent years with the Seahawks being so bad? Possibly not. Recent, no. no. And it's because of extending players and that. He, yeah. he, he's a winner. Like That's all he does is win. But I listen, Patrick Mahomes is the holy grail of quarterbacks. At the and yeah. going into this year, last year I had Russell Wilson ranked number one. Obviously it is bias, but Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, definitely. I would put Russell Wilson at two and then Aaron Rodgers at three, but you can rotate them. <laughs> I'd throw uh, Drew Locke in there at number four. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, not biased, by the way. <laughs> No, but I, I do I do get what you're saying. But uh, let's move on. I've talked yeah. enough stuff about the NFC West there. Uh, I'll get into that when we make our predictions later yes, on in the year. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to do a full episode just in the NFC West. <laughs> yeah. But uh, week five again, Kansas City Chiefs against the Buffalo Bills. Sunday, Sunday night football. football. That's a great game. That's a great to. game, yeah. Both te- depending again on what both teams are doing come week five. Week five, yeah. If, Early enough. If, so If you could imagine both of them been 4-0, Aaron... What a game! Very likely, yeah. Well, but yeah, possibly very likely. But look, it depends again, as I say, on um, what they're doing and momentum and all. But that is just looking at it on paper. That would be a very good game. Yeah, Josh. Two, Allen. two very good yeah, teams. Josh, Josh Allen and uh, Mahomes. Mahomes yeah. yeah, 
two good defenses, good at weapons on on the offense. That would be a very very good game. I'd say I'm looking forward to that. Maybe one of the uh, the most there. Uh, because when I obviously I said that my favorite game there was the Seahawks and Rams game because as a Seahawks fan, but yeah. I needed the defibrillator out uh, week five for the Seahawks game because they give me a heart attack every <laughs> fucking week. But the Chiefs and Bills game is uh, oh you, sorry you, you can relax because it's a neutral for you. It's a neutral for me, so I'm just watching it for the love of the game. You're just not, enjoying the talent. Yeah, I'm not getting a heart attack. But the, <laughs> both them games are in week five, so we kick off with the Seahawks and Rams on Thursday night Thursday football night. and end or on sorry on Sunday night football in prime time. Chiefs and Buffalo Bills. That's a great week. That's a very good week. Yeah. So looking forward to that. Uh, hopefully. That's a competitive game and not one-sided. You tend to find that these really good matchups, one team performs, one doesn't. In the regular season, yeah. Yeah, you do, if don't that, you? If that was a playoff game, Aaron, yeah. I'd be, obviously, I'd be a little oh, bit more excited. So that would be a very hard game. It's in the met up last year. and That week five, is it, is it, in, is it in Arrowhead or is it in Buffalo? I'm, honestly, I'm not sure. I think it is in Buffalo. Which would be an advantage, a slight advantage. Yeah, Buffalo is cold, cold and windy. Cold yeah, and very windy. I'm not 100% sure on that, so don't quote me on that, but uh, that's just a, a great game. And it's then, a great game, yeah. Another one, another primetime game uh, I'm looking forward to is Rams 49ers. Another Monday, Monday night football. NFC West. Uh, just division. two great teams going uh-huh. at it. Rams and 49ers. It's two great. No, and come week 12, you're, you, you're, you're in the. That last portion of the year, obviously, we've... Yeah, in the back actually, end. Actually, you're probably... With the schedule being 18 games this... Or 17 games, 18 weeks, obviously, this year. You're probably dead in the, close to the middle of the season there. But kicking off our Monday Night Football there with the Rams and 49ers, that's just... That's what you want. Depending uh, on what way the division going, you you not know which one team you'll want to win. Yeah, and listen, you always go into them games wanting a team to do better. Like if the Seahawks are sitting there at four or let's say at the top spot and the Rams are at the top spot, you, you yeah. want the 49ers to win there to split that. But listen, week 10, you, you're not going to get, uh, especially in the NFC West, you're not going to get any winners uh, of the NFC West in week 10. No. And at week 10 stage, do you think we're watching Jimmy G or do you think we're watching Trey Lance? Oh, that's a very good question. Um, it depends whether Jimmy can stay healthy. Yeah. Do you know that, Aaron? He's got he's bad for injuries. He had a couple in every New England, year. I think and every then he's year. had one. Yeah. He's had a couple since he's been traded to San Francisco. I think it depends on his injuries. I think player wise, I think Kyle Shannon will stay with him if he if he's healthy. Yeah, yeah, I think he stays with him. He always produces for them. He does. Yeah, I'm so, not saying he's a great quarterback. He's a good to uh, uh, high average player, as you said. Yeah. But he'll win you games. So if he's playing well, injury free, they're not going to pull him. No. But I think, yeah, as fans, I think we want to see Matthew Stafford and Trey Lance just start slinging it. Yeah. Because they are, they are, they are big, ball slingers there. Big um, quarterbacks. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see what happens there. That's a good one. And then, do you have any other ones that uh, you want to touch on? Uh, I think that the week twelve Sunday night football. It's an in-division game, Cleveland Browns and the Ravens. I have them fighting for that division. Because I think... Yeah. I think... I think uh, week 12. Seahawks, but week 12. I was about to say the Seahawks, but uh, the Steelers, I think, are going to fall away. Yeah, I think they're... Uh, they the, won the division last year. Yeah, I think they're... Th- um, I think at best they're... Sorry, not at best. I think I think the 
Pittsburgh Steelers are going to finish third in that division this year. Yeah. I think you have the same opinion on that. Yeah, we, we, I think we both agreed that it, in the last podcast it's all about Big Ben and he, I think he's... He just na- doesn't have it anymore. Yeah, uh, he's nearly finished, yeah. So that would be a big, big game. I think that's... Whoever's winning that game... It depends Give on them the, a boost It's, yeah, it's week 12 It's still quite early Yeah I was just going to say It depends on the record Come week I, 12 But I think them two Are going to be fighting For top spot Yeah that, well, that's a That's, that's a, a big game matchup. Sunday night football Do you remember Last year's matchup Between the Cleveland Browns And Ravens I think it was in Either Sunday night football Or Monday night football And Lamar Jackson Got injured But really All he needed to do Was go for a shit In the locker room And come back yeah. out uh, That That was the <laughs> to yeah. me that was the listen Aaron when a man has to go he yeah, has he to go listen he had to go there's I no he's probably there's wearing, no arguing with that his uniform probably had he's probably wearing his purple jersey was he with the, with he was wearing purple and white so you could see what, the shit stains I, with the white trousers so you're, <laughs> going, you're going to see them shit stains <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah but uh, that was probably the one of the regular season games of the year last year. Baker was slinging it last year. That was yeah. a great game. And hey. then obviously Lamar Jackson came back out. Uh, Tracy McSorley came out. He got injured and then Lamar Jackson came back on, scored the winning touchdown through. Yeah, and they went one and one with each other, did they last year? I think they split, did they? I no, actually, I think Baltimore took both did games they? last year. I just yeah. have in my head that yeah. the Cleveland blew. Baltimore out right? the games. No, I think Baltimore blew Cleveland Brown out at the the Cleveland Browns out at the very start the of the very year. Start. And then that game we're talking about, it looked like Cleveland was gonna pull away at the end until Lamar Jackson was thrown back in at the right, end. Right. But like week twelve, uh, you're getting late on in the year, uh, that's gonna be probably I, Yeah, that's what I'm just thinking. Looking forward to that one. That's gonna be as I said, that them two is gonna be fighting for the division. That's gonna be a, a juicy game. Yeah. That's gonna be a very good game. And as you said, like that game can matter coming down to week 18 for what you decide to do if you're able to rest players rest players or not resting players yeah. based on division obviously if you have a split let's say the Cleveland Browns going into week 18 they're tied with the Ravens like head to heads matter as well and in, yeah. in division records, in division ma- records matter who's yeah. going to take them spots because yeah. I think they're very neck and neck here I would give the slight edge to the Cleveland Browns. I just love everything they've done last year, and I think they've improved a lot in defense for this year. And then you've also the yo. I always have to worry with Lamar Jackson. Can he get over the edge passing? I I think he's improved every year. Aaron. He's he's not the yeah. He's not the most gifted passer. He's not a natural thrower. No. If, if he people can't, ever hear, he can't throw outside the numbers. He can't make them big throws down the field yeah. sidelines. He, he hasn't maybe got them. the biggest arm, but it's strong enough. But listen, if they're backed up in their inside their own five yard line, he could break away for a ninety five yard touchdown run. So Easily. that that that's the only. I love watching Baltimore. Now I'm I'm always harsh on Lamar Jackson. It's a bit of stick, like, but I I love watching him. Like I think he's an unbelievable athlete. Like yeah, I hope he improves. I think he, I hope I just he say, improves. He improves every year. Yeah, because he, he he's one of those players you always want to see do well. Uh, yeah, and then yeah. you obviously have the other. He's, he's, a, he's a very humble. Yeah, yeah. He, he's very humble. Very. So you, you so, do like to see him do well. And then you would have the other opinion. You never want to see Baker Mayfield. No, do for well. the exact opposite reason. He's no. not humble. No, he's not humble. Not Ar- arrogant attitude and just always just, had that. No, just not for me at all. So I think prime time games are looking really good for yeah, next year. Very good. Uh, but we'll move. We'll, we'll move on. Uh, we'll we'll not spend long on this. But uh, listen, 
We've three Thanksgiving games. Bears at the Lions, Raiders at Cowboys, Bills at Saints. None uh, of them, depending on record. The Bill, none of them's really appealing to me. Maybe the Bills and Saints, depending if Javis Winston plays well next year. That could be a great game to watch. The late game and Thanksgiving. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking of the, of the early game. The Bears and Lions, it's the only one that's in division. In division, yeah. So, you know, depending on record and what the Bears do with Justin Fields or whoever's quarterback. I hope, I hope come Thanksgiving it's Justin Fields in there. Yeah. Uh, you'd like to you'd think like it to is. Think so. I, I don't think Andy Dalton's last in the full season as no, a starter. No, I think we said the last time in the podcast, he's he's a he's a backup and he's a very good backup. Very good back. Yeah. So that's I think that's what Listen, he is. Listen, the Bears have a good team to work with. Yeah. Uh, if, so I'd be looking are. at that game. As you no, know, because it's simply for the reason it's in division, which you know, a rivalry, and they're fighting obviously, depending on their record, they're fighting for maybe second spot. Well, it depends of obviously what the Vikings and Packers do. I think, I think, a uh, uh, in division game, I think you wouldn't listen, know what they're doing. That division's listen, the Bears could take that division if the Packers uh, mm-hmm. don't have Aaron Rodgers next year, yeah. But I, I also that. like what the Vikings have done on the offseason on defense, I think, because their offense was. Great to watch last year. Plenty of talent yep. between Davin Cook, you have Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, Irv Smith. Smith tight end, Listen, yeah. Kirk Cousins gets a lot of shit, but he's not a bad quarterback. No, like. he's not. And then obviously Patrick Peterson, them boys coming over on uh, defense. On yeah. defense, it's looking good like for them. Daniil Hunter signed a yeah a contract extension there during the week. I he restructured it. Restructured yeah. it, yeah. yeah. So that. Listen, the Vikings could be the top seed in that division. That's going to be a good game. That's going to be a good game. Yeah. The only thing else I can say about that is Thanksgiving games are unbelievable fantasy-wise. There's always players popping off on, on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Last year, uh, the Redskins hammered the Cowboys. And Antonio I, Gibson. I had Antonio Gibson and he went for four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. And then yeah. if you remember... Will Fuller of the Texans had a three to four touchdown game over two hundred yards, fifty that, plus. Was points. that Thanksgiving too? Thanksgiving last year against the Lions, maybe. Was it? I don't want to say. Yeah, I'm near enough certain it was the Lions. Yeah, it was the Lions. Texans to Sean Watson slinging it. Uh, I traded Bobo Finnegan, Will Fuller the week before. He got fifty points out of him, and then he got done for PDs the next week. So. That's twice you've mentioned that. Yeah, I have to throw that in there. Because I, <laughs> I think twice. I think it's an absolute scream that he got done for PDs. Oh. I think he got I think that game was Thanksgiving might have been the Wednesday or Thursday that week, maybe the Friday even. And maybe on the Tuesday of the following week he got a uh, banned for the rest of the season. I, I actually think he got one game because if I'm not mistaken, Bobo was texting the group going, I is watching Fuller. I was watching. I probably was, yeah. Maybe he did. But <laughs> he, he did get excited. He, don't he, you don't you love to watch Deshaun Watson fling it to, to Will Fuller? And then the next the next week he was gone. He I was think gone. I think Bobo only got him for one for one week. <laughs> I, I think he got him for the fifty pointer and that was it. <laughs> but uh, we'll move on. Thanksgiving uh this week of three NFL games. Uh, yeah. you can't complain with that. No, it's it's a, a full day of football. It's um yeah, it, it's it's unbelievable for us. Like they, they'll go on late enough for us, obviously. And then probably we'll finish off with the NFL returning to London. Yeah. Uh, last year, obviously with COVID, the games got cancelled. Uh, what has there been like twenty three London games played yeah. total? I think from two thousand seventeen to nineteen because yeah, last I think, year. I think can't I'll, count I'll, last uh, year. I rely on you for the stats. I think I think you're right. Um, <laughs> 
they're, they're hit and miss, aren't they, London games? It depends on, on listen, what the teams are doing. Listen, they're not great to watch. Sometimes they're not. Some, yeah, but th- th- there's never great matchup matchups. You're never going to see the Buffalo Bills go up against the Kansas City Chiefs in London. No, they're not going to take that game away from America. No, no. You send your New York Jets to play the Atlanta Falcons, which uh, Fal- Falcons be good to watch just to blow the Jets out. But there's that's not a matchup. So that will be on a, October 10th in Tottenham. Yeah. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, and then the week after, which is a wee bit more exciting, Miami Dolphins against the Jacksonville Jaguars. October 17th, again in Tottenham. I think they've went away from Wembley completely. Yeah, Tottenham obviously built their new stadium with the idea of hosting... International games. Yeah, hosting international... From uh, International sports, uh, yeah. events, but hosting NFL games. Yeah. Because a, a, a good few of the Tottenham players are NFL, NFL fans. NFL fans, bandwagon fans, but we're not talking about that. No, like, no. Uh, but we will also be at that game. So what do you think of that then? I'm really looking forward to that. That's uh, that's the pick of the two games. Um, it should be it's two decent enough teams, two good quarterbacks. It would be it should be an entertaining game to go see. I'm actually really looking forward to it because I've never been to an NFL game. Yeah, I've never been in an NFL game myself. Uh, obviously, I've been in America a few times, but I've all, always ended up being in America during the off season. Yeah, that I never actually got a chance. I think uh, this year I'm going to go to a Tampa Bay game. Down in Tampa. Right. Uh, you, know, Christmas. you know Tom Brady, do you? Yeah, uh, the Saints game, in division game, Saints against uh, Tampa Bay. I think it's uh, December 26th, 7th. I think Boxing uh, Day, maybe. Boxing Day, I think, yeah. Uh, I'm going to be at that game, uh, me and the family, you know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. But uh, this here one is going to be uh, very good because, listen. All the boys, the fantasy group chat. Yeah. Uh, it'll be great crack. Well, not all the boys. Most of us have gone. Most of Some us. Some boys have been three shades. Some lads just haven't booked on yet, but we'll not say about that. Uh, I think... <laughs> Bobo. I think uh, Commissioner Paul needs to sort that out uh, as Commissioner of our fantasy. Yes, league. he needs to get his finger out very quickly. But hopefully all the boys will be at that because yeah. I think this is also for fantasy-wise. I know we always touch on fantasy. Yeah, we do. Uh, a lot of... A lot of us a, a lot of us will want a few of them players maybe on our bench for that game maybe get to watch them in person uh, offense oh, offense offense yeah, yeah. Def, defense mm, nah I wouldn't no, no. Well, although I had Miami in the fancy for defense last year I think they were top two yeah, they were three good. they were yeah, very, they were very good. good but yeah offense wise Aaron yeah definitely there's a um, couple of good receivers in Miami will follow you touched on Bobo's buddy um, <laughs> he's in Miami you've got Devontae Parker you've got Jalen Waddle we, we mentioned in the last podcast about the draft uh, Miles Gaskin Miles Gaskin in, in the run game so that's you know in two, we've touched on two of last the last podcast about what he will and won't do Listen, so that's that's a good offense and then Jacksonville we, I, we think, said, I think the only maybe option on Jacksonville would be if they establish uh Wide receiver one next year that really gets a lot of the chunk of the targets, whether that be DJ Chark or Marvin Jones, because let's be honest, Trevor Lawrence could sling it. I think it's going to be the rookie from last year, and I can't pronounce his name. James Robinson. No, 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 the receiver. Uh, Did they have a 
Fantasy draft now because I'm going to say this and uh, if maybe Bobo will snag him uh, Bobo, first round. Maybe Bobo I think you say, doesn't he? Can't blame him. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> uh, no, I think uh, the number one option there for that game would be Travis Etienne. Yeah, uh, running I, back. I, I knew you w- were going workhorse now. running back, and then he's going to be used as a receiver with Trevor Lawrence. He he's going to be a fantasy stud next year. Yeah, he's another gadget player. He's a Swiss Army. Yeah, if you can do a little like, bit of everything. He, he could be your starter year round. Yeah, going into that game. I think where the rest of them are probably just options for that game. I think James Robinson might be the starter because just on the back of what he did last I hope, year. I hope that's the case, and they rotate uh, Travis Etienne as a wide receiver yes. and running back, and he will get a lot of targets then because he's a great receiving back. I think Etienne could be could be potentially the third down back, third down back, but always on the field as a wide receiver because yeah, the, you could the, use him. Yeah, yeah. Listen, they didn't spend a first round pick on him not to use him. No, but again, that there, sort of tying it all in, that there is, for for us, that's a very good game to go over. Yeah. To. Like I said, there's not too many London games were decent. And when all of us, all the boys were talking about, will we go over, we were sort of seeing, well, who's playing who? And that's the only one that, luckily, it, it's, it's, it's the one that stood out, but luckily it is what was uh, f- fixtured for London. Because yeah. if it hadn't been any other teams... We mightn't have been bothering our arse no, going. No, I think it's, yeah, it's more of uh, going for the crack in here and that, but you also want to see a good game. But uh, I think James Morgan uh, might have wanted to go to see the New York Jets and Atlanta Falcons there because he's a Jets fan. But I, th- I think we saved him. Did yeah, I think we, uh, a miserable day at the office. Miserable weekend. Yeah, it'd be a yeah, it'd be a rough weekend. But yeah, there the that's the London series for this year. But the only thing I can think about about that London series is how strict the NFL has been with, as we touch on at the very start of the of the episode here. Uh, about COVID. About the COVID vaccine, maybe we will need to be vaccinated for that game because if you look back to the NFL draft. Yep. Now, I know the NFL draft was April, end of April, which was obviously... it impro- That was, that was pro- two uh, months ago. Two months ago, so June, the, yeah. there's a big difference in two months. Now, that, that game's in October, so... That's a good few months away. Good few months. But uh, the, the NFL draft, everybody needed to be vaccinated for yeah. it. But because it's on UK soil, I think it'll be Tottenham Hotspurs shout, not the NFL, or it could be a mixture of both. I think it could be a mixture. But I doubt uh, if they... I, I heard uh, earlier in the week that I'm not, not referring back to the Seahawks, but I seen yesterday that the Seahawks got the go ahead for full capacity stadium from week one. Yeah. So obviously I, I, other I think, other teams are gonna get that go ahead. Yeah. I only know because I follow a lot of I Seahawks think, pages. Yeah, I think Denver's very close to it too. So I don't know if you need uh, the vaccine to attend games in America. 
I doubt they will have to do that because that's going to split a lot of hairs between yeah. between anti-vaccine fans. and... You can imagine fans that have season tickets, tickets and can't use them if they don't have a vaccine. That yeah, so opera. I think we could... But that London game, I, I, look, to be honest, Aaron, if, if we would go over and it was a case that you had to be uh, vaccinated and we've obviously said the two of us at the start... <laughs> I know said, what you're going to say. We're not, we're not... Me and you don't want... We're, we're against getting it. That's everybody's opinion, everybody themselves. Yeah, listen, there might be a few few of the lads that we're going with that want the vaccine, and I'll never say nothing to them about getting it. They they go ahead, get it, whatever, but uh, me and you will be sitting in the pub uh, yeah, watching like, that game. It's, if, it's good with me. Yeah, if it comes <laughs> down to that we're not allowed to attend, so look, it'll be a session. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the London games, but uh, me and you in a pub, and so we'll, we'll get Stephen Maris, he likes an old drink. Yeah, he, oh. Fond of it, isn't he? Yeah. A few boys there. But other than that, we can't really touch on anything else with the schedule, really. I think that's no, basically it's been probably, a good uh, overview. It's probably just, yeah, it was just basically an overview. It's too early in June to maybe start doing anything else. With predictions. Predictions and, and wins. But, uh, we have a few things lined up in here. For, uh, we've plenty of content, especially schedule being released. Uh, I think, what was it? The week after the draft. So we're a few weeks behind anyway, but it suits us because we've plenty of content to talk yeah. about. I think if you're going on a week-to-week basis, this week there's been very little content NFL-related. Yeah. And it kind of takes a wee... Bar, obviously, um, just this week, uh, your boy from the Raiders, Carl uh, Nisbet, is, it? Yeah, is yeah. that how you pronounce his name? Yeah. Uh, coming out and fair play to him, coming out to say that he's gay. Yeah. The first active... NFL player to ever do that yeah there's obviously look at uh, in all walks of life there's all different sorts of people and there's uh, with the amount of number of players in the NFL there's always going to have to be somebody yeah and so they were afraid to say anything in the past Aaron and ex-players have come out and said that they've known teammates to be gay that just simply didn't want to to come forward so fair play to them yeah I think it's brave uh Listen, I'm 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 for everything. Yeah, uh, so fair, fair play to them, uh, especially in a game like the like American football in the NFL. It's a pure macho man game. Yeah. Like uh, you're around a lot of players, big men in yeah. in locker rooms big, big and that. Mostly men, yeah. And uh, fair play to them fair because to them. Uh, yeah. th- that's that, that's a tough thing. It's to been do. well received, I think, too. But yeah, by well, most players. Listen, in this so. day, listen in this day and age. Uh, I think you can you can be open and honest about that. I think so, yeah. Uh, and hopefully that will encourage me. It doesn't few... to me. It doesn't make you any less. Of no, a it doesn't. Or doesn't make any. It doesn't make any less of a man anyway. No, uh, I think fair play to him, uh, and I think hopefully that promotes maybe players in the NFL and maybe other sports, uh, maybe even local sports uh, for us, like yeah, uh, to come out because listen, it's a hard thing to do in the first place. Never mind if you're a big. Uh, High quality in the media player and yeah. athlete like the NFL. So yeah. I, I think it's unbelievable. I'm glad you actually touched on that. Yeah, I think it's I, I think it's there's no badness out of it. I think it's when things like this happen, it's all good. It's all positive. It's all I positive. think I think back a few a few years ago, there was a player drafted. I forget his name, and he was openly gay before he got drafted. But I think you. I think I know who you're, you're uh, talking about. Michael Sam, is it? That's it. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. That's it. Michael, Michael Sam. Sam yeah. uh, he was openly gay. Now I don't know how his NFL career turned out, but uh, I don't think he's in the league anymore. I don't think so. I haven't heard anything any. Uh, 
of him being on an active roster at no. the minute anyway, but uh, fair play to him, Carol, uh, with the Vegas Raiders. Yeah, fair play. Uh, but as you say, like, we are, we're a few weeks behind and there's always little wee things happening every week and that's just something that happened this week. But the fact that we're a couple of weeks behind will always have a week to every week we go to do something we'll be able to talk about something. Yeah, because if if you look, if you go on a week to week basis at the minute, uh, the NFL kind of slows down in mid June, end of June for a month or two, and picks back up around training camp. Then yeah, no, there could be a few trades that big trades uh, coming up. Hopefully, maybe Aaron Rodgers and stuff like that. Maybe yeah, listen to the Sean Watson thing. I doubt is getting. So for the season. No, I think it. I think it. You think so? I think I seen something Aaron with the GM for the Texans saying that it's going to be sorted before the season starts. Well, then, well, well listen. I don't. The NFL need to step in. Yeah. I, I don't know why they've been so quiet. They need to step in and interview Deshaun or turn around and get say, to the bottom of it. Get yeah. to the bottom of it and simply say, right, you're suspended for three games, four games. You're not suspended. You're well, suspended listen, for the whole year. Listen, there's a lot of speculation if. If he, if that's true, whatever, uh, yeah. as you said in the last episode, uh, what the rubbing tongue? Yeah, yeah, I was, I was trying to think of what you did say. Yeah, yeah Jesus he needs, <laughs> but uh, he yeah. to keep that for the professionals. But listen, if if that's true, uh, listen, he should be banned for a year. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be. be a game. Or I, two. I, yeah, just touching that, I don't want to be disrespectful to women. If this is true, then he should be absolutely yeah. suspended. I should be, and Do listen. There's no doubt should he should be. But I think it, it needs to be resolved very quickly because there is teams that probably are looking at him and they're saying, well, what do we trade? What's the trade value? Do we give a first, a second, a third round pick? Do we give players? What do we give without knowing whether he's gone for four games, ten games, that the whole season? I don't see teams... Actually, I, I don't see teams uh, trading for him at the minute, especially like the likes of your Broncos and stuff like that, yeah. until that is resolved. Yeah. Because let's say it gets resolved, whatever. Now, I'm only speculating. He's multiple first-rounders, maybe a few players. He's, he, he's a franchise quarterback he for, for the next 10, 15 years if he wants to be. But... Listen, this all stuff we can get in 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 the in upcoming yeah. episodes. We can we've a lot of content, as I said. Like we haven't touched fully into the Aaron. Ro- we we mention it, yeah, but we haven't fully went into the likes of and that, Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Julio Rodgers. Jones trade. We yeah, we've all only, these we've things. only basically just and then touched maybe, on them. Maybe uh, during the week we'll get another one recorded. Uh, maybe uh, I think the two of us really wanted to do the win totals for each team overs yeah. and unders and yeah. what we think right now post draft yeah and then come back to it just before the season just before the season with our actual projections yeah. for our predictions Jesus yeah. uh, for each each division and that but I think we obviously listen, too we want to talk about fantasy at, at some stage yeah fan- fantasy would be a big one would but be a big one for the podcast listen, there's, there's people out there that are big fantasy people and there's people that don't Maybe play yep. f- or, or do fantasy football every year that might not want to listen to that. Yeah. But uh, listen, we'll cater for everybody and. Well, we'll, we'll hope to try to anyway. We'll hope to. Maybe our I'd small hope, audience that it yeah, is at the minute. But, uh, and we get people listening and maybe enjoying it. And as, uh, as I said, it was great to do another one. Um, it's positive feedback so far. Yeah, we. So hopefully, as you said now, every, the next couple of weeks, just keep them coming and hopefully there is a, a lot of content to be talked about and hopefully we can sort of get onto it and get talking about them. Yeah, I think that's... We can finish up there. As you said, uh, 
we did get a good bit of feedback, which was which was good. Uh, if anyone that is listening, uh, rate it, give it a rating <laughs> on Spotify and that. Or maybe don't. Or maybe don't. Yeah, <laughs> but if if it's going to be a negative one, maybe stay away from it. Maybe yeah, but. I think we'll wrap it up there. We get another yeah, I one. Think, I think that'll do us. Yeah, we get another one, one recorded during the week, but uh, we'll do them uh, overs and unders and overs win totals during yeah. the week. But listen, things in the NFL change day to day. Never mind week to week. So you can flex in a podcast, maybe something that happens yeah. like a trade yes. that's gonna yeah. change a franchise this season. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. It was enjoyed that. Maybe it was a wee bit longer than the first one. Uh, Maybe that, Apologies if it is. Maybe that's a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know about that, but uh, leave it there. Leave it there, yeah.